Hey there. My name's Patrick Hakes. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And like everybody else in Nashville, I make music, I record music, I help other people record their music, and I love the studio process. How I made this record is my love letter to that process. We start with the crummy demos, the tracking of the instruments, mixing, and then the final version of the song. If you need to reach me, you can email me at howimadethisrecord at gmail.com. These first five episodes will feature my band, Steadiest Kite, and our newest EP, It's Pretty Out Here. You can get Steadiest Kite's music on iTunes and anywhere you stream your music. like 20 I was in a band and we were paired up with another band and we went on a tour and it is when I look back on it it was one of the most fun things I've done when you're doing it it's a huge pain in the ass like you don't have any money you're not making any money you're playing to these venues where there's like five people in the in the venue but it's just fun as hell. I mean, you get to live music, breathe music, and hang out with your friends. That's what Oklahoma is about. I had a demo for this song, and like most demos... It was just me, my uh, electric and an amp recorded through my iPhone. And when I wrote this song, it came really fast. It, I had the capo up high on the guitar, a lot of downstrokes. So you kind of get this chimey but powerful guitar sound. The lyrics came quickly, which is usually not how it works. Usually when I'm writing lyrics, I'll have like a first draft, second draft, third draft, and I'll just keep editing until I get somewhere that I like. The majority of it, 90% of the lyrics were there. Tony Heredia is playing the drums. The cool thing about Tony playing the drums on this track is he was the drummer in the band that I was touring with, not my band, but the other band, when I was on the tour that the song is about. His performance was awesome. This is in my living room. It's two overheads, space pair, two mics on the snare, one top, one bottom, one kick mic, no toms, and a room mic. And I love this performance. What you're hearing now is dry. And 
this is what it sounds like after some processing. It's really not that different. Sample tucked in on the snare, sample tucked in on the kick. And because there's a lot of toms in this song, I ended up going back, cutting up the overhead tracks and isolating where the toms hit and then triggering those with slate trigger. Other than that, the room mic is automated a ton because there's some places it needed to be huge and other places it didn't. I love the bass sound on this track. I used a uh, bass guitar with active pickups and I just cranked all the knobs. I don't even know why they put knobs on a bass guitar. I'm just gonna turn them all up anyway. I don't know, maybe there's savants like Jocko or whatever who are gonna mess with it. This gritty replacements sound, a lot of pick noise. I tucked in a distorted track, which is something I usually do. Um, and I had reamped the DI through, I think, a JCM 800 and mic'd up the cab for that distorted track. The low end fought me the entire time I was mixing this, but you can hear the compressors working on this track for the bass. I end up really liking the sound, but you can totally hear that it's pegged and it's nailed down. If you haven't listened to early Smashing Pumpkins, their first record is called Gish. It's fantastic. And this is a tip of the hat to Gish. Gish has a lot of static bass lines that are like this. And I think Gish was tipping its hat to Beatles tracks like Revolver and Rubber Soul. You know, all those old records where McCartney had the bass lines that were static. Nashville is by far the best place in the world for Craigslist finds if you're a musician. It's got to be because it's Music City and everybody's got some sort of foot in music. Uh, the arpeggio part ba -da 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 -da, that comes right before the chorus, I ran through this thing that I got on Craigslist, which is uh, TC Electronics M3000. I think I got it for like 80 bucks. And it's awesome. It's got great delays, great reverbs, and it gave this room sound that, that fit perfectly for what I was looking for for that pre-chorus. Sounds like this. The chorus ended up sounding like, like American Girl <laughs> or The Strokes, which sounds like American Girl. And I wanted to put a guitar line right up the middle that was dirty, that could kind of give us some more beef. What you're hearing now is that guitar line. You can hear how noisy the pickups are. I played it with a guitar that I found at a show when I was playing with my old band that somebody had just left around. And no, I didn't steal it because it was at our practice place and had been there for like months. Okay, so if there's someone from central Illinois who's missing a piece of crap Strat Squire 
parts caster thing. You can call me in Nashville and maybe I'll give it back, but probably not. Going back to the touchstone of early pumpkins, the guitar lines were really fun. There's all this space, and so I tried to play less and less notes at the beginning and let it build, 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 build. What's even better than the guitar line is the drum line. Tony nailed it. It's an amazing performance, and it's exactly what this part needed. This was done with an SM7B, and I did it through a Warm Audio Tone Beast preamp. And that's why you hear that grit. I, I wanted it to be more like a live show type of thing, as opposed to a really clean studio recording. They told us that this could be fun. They told us that this could be fun. And same thing for the chorus. That's why I leave the breath sounds in. That's why I left all the room noise in. I wanted it to be a little rough around the edges. In the last chorus, I tucked in this harmony and uh, threw some reverb on it. And I, I liked the harmony, but when I was doing it, it kind of sounded like, like a choir. So that's why I tucked it back and drenched it in some verb. Cut my hair and cut our loss. Get back home and take shit from the boss. What choir would sing in harmony, take shit from the boss anyway? The last thing to talk about is that weird effect at the beginning and the end of the track. I wanted it to sound like the beginning of something or the start of something, like starting a car or starting to go down the highway. So I used a delay and messed with it. Then for the end, I wanted the opposite of that, so I wanted it to sound like the car slowing down or stopping, and I used a delay for that. Here is the final version of Oklahoma by Steadiest Kite.
If you like this podcast, then you should absolutely check out Song Exploder, which is similar to this and actually inspired me to make my podcast. And if you're a recording geek, which I'm assuming you are since you made it this far, you need to check out Liz Shaw's podcast, Recording Studio Rockstars. There's a ton of good advice, awesome interviews with professionals who do this for a living, and Liz is just an all-around cool guy. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave me a positive review. Thanks again. See you at the next song.